one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A final boss should be the nexus of everything you've experienced up to that point, albeit with more explosions, more emotions, more challenge, and more frustration. We all know the classics, the Bowsers, the liquid snakes, the ones you talk about for the rest of time and wish you could experience again, but what about all the others? The damp squibs, the wet farts, the ones who were left holding the bag and then dropped it. Rolling credits on a bum note can hurt a game and your ability to truly recommend it. So with all that in mind, I'm Scott from WhatCulture.com and these are nine shockingly easy final bosses in iconic video games. Number 9. Nashandra Dark Souls 2 When most players reach Nashandra, the encounter will be made more challenging by the fact they'll just have come out of a grueling battle against the Throne Watcher and the Throne Defender. This is the first of many problems with Nashandra. She kinda has to rely on her lackeys to soften you up. When you finally fight the Grim Reaper's wife, she's slow and predictable, swinging her scythe like an old-aged farmer and firing an easily avoidable laser beam. She can even get her scythe stuck in the ground like a Crash Bandicoot boss. In a brilliant move, From Software acknowledged how naff the whole thing was by patching in a new extra boss and ending to the game in 2015. At least this fight against Aldea kept you on your toes. Number 8. Eridan The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt as the leader of the title of the game, you'd expect Aridan to put up one hell of a fight, especially seeing as only 20% of all Witcher 3 players even made it to the end anyway. Thankfully, the fight does look spectacular, taking place across several different areas with fires, storms, and intense operatic music. Aridan himself, though, just doesn't cut it. Sure, he takes a while to go down and has a neat teleporting trick that might throw you off for a bit, but his animations are super easy to dodge, and you can throw down an Eardan trap at any time to help. The duel overall feels like the culmination of what was, in my case, a few hundred hours worth of build-up, but once you've got these basic patterns and dodge windows down, you'll easily beat Eridan first time. Number 7. Frank Fontaine Bioshock Bioshock is best known for its thoughtful story and stunning design, but it's also a solid challenge, forcing you to use an array of powers, traps, and hacking to survive encounters with splicers and big daddies. In the final fight with Fontaine, though, you just need to become a matador instead, sidestepping whenever he throws fire, lightning, or himself at you. At one point, Fontaine calls on the support of some splicers to try and make things tougher, but this feels like a cheap way to bolster the difficulty in an uninspired fight. With so much creativity oozing through the rest of the game, you do wonder how how the conclusion to the otherwise medium-advancing Bioshock came to be so generic. Number 6. Bowser Super Mario Galaxy 2 
This is one of those bosses where you wish that the game had just ended a little bit sooner. The first part of the final battle in Mario Galaxy 2 is intense, explosive, and exciting. As Mario is stuck on a small asteroid while a giant cosmic Bowser floats around the rock itself, attempting to burn, crush, and blow you up. After several minutes of this, you defeat the King of Koopas, only to find that he's not done yet. This now double-tiered fight starts off promisingly, with Bowser flying through space at warp speed and Mario hot on his tail, accompanied by a gorgeous orchestral score. Although it all starts to feel like the climax of Star Fox, instead you win by throwing a load of giant boulders at Bowser, who does next to nothing in return. It's a weirdly flat way to go out, in a game many still hold up as the best Mario of them all. Number 5. The Black Hand of Sauron Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor what an absolute time playing Shadow of Mordor was. Before Shadow of War buried the IP under orc crate microtransactions, and back when a barren 2014 meant everyone was exploring and enjoying the still incredible Nemesis system. In short, Mordor worked best as an all-out sword-swinging power fantasy where, as Talion, you could take out 30-plus orcs at once, using the coolest fight choreography possible. To that end, Shadow of Mordor's mechanics just aren't cut out for one-on-one -on -one duels, something that it weirdly then relies on for the final fight against the Black Hand of Sauron. Though there is a section where you stealth kill a bunch of goons beforehand and you'll have fought your custom-generated nemesis too, actually taking down the Dark Lord himself takes about 30 seconds. Also, it's a quick time event, because video games. Number 4. Storming the Enclave Fallout 3 Let's save the discussion of whether a final grand encounter with tons of enemies technically counts as a boss fight. The fact is that storming the Enclave base is the final major set piece of Fallout 3, a moment you've been grinding and leveling towards for tens of hours. With a giant death-dealing robot by your side, you begin breaching the base of this shadowy Enclave organization. As you storm in, your giant companion stomps on ahead, incinerating anything that stands in its way. Then it continues to wipe everyone and everything out in a blaze of laser death glory, to the point where the final part of Fallout 3 practically plays itself, leaving you to scavenge from corpses unless you want to fire a few plasma rifle rounds for the sake of it, or at least you do get to perform the kill on main antagonist Colonel Autumn. Still, it only takes a couple of point-blank VAT shots to send his head bouncing across the room. The ease of the fight is summed up when Sentinel Leons casually says, well, that takes care of that, as if you've just finished washing the dishes, rather than taking out an organization intent on committing mass genocide. Number 3. Ganondorf The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess Nintendo are one of the few developers in the world that can get away with pitting us against the same villains time and time again without anyone really caring. In Zelda's case, that's because Ganondorf and his Mr. Hyde alter ego Ganon are great forces of evil to go up against. He's big, intimidating, and usually comes with a variety of attack patterns. Sadly, even Ganondorf can have a bad day as we saw in Twilight Princess. The fight is a no-nonsense duel in the middle of Hyrule Field, which should have made for the best final fight in Zelda history to that point. After a tense quicktime event though, you realize Ganondorf's AI isn't remotely prepared for you circling him. Rather than doing anything like countering your moves with a ranged attack or reacting in any notable way, he just ambles towards you instead, swinging his sword like any other ordinary grunt. While the rest of Twilight Princess, like most Zelda games, is timeless, the final battle feels very tame, reducing the mighty Ganondorf to a pretty stock encounter. Number 2. The Joker Batman Arkham Asylum an infamously naff boss and the one thing holding Arkham Asylum back from being a total masterpiece, turning Joker into a jacked-up ogre for the final encounter was a stratospheric misfire. To this day, it's a strange choice, especially seeing as Rocksteady were planting secret seeds in Warden Sharp's office for Arkham City and the Joker-killing plot twist that was to come. Here, though, the creative juices ran dry, and while the ingenuity of Joker combined with the brute strength of Bane might have raised some eyebrows in the design meetings, the fight itself has you beat him the exact same way as any other heavy. 
Joker spends most of his time standing on a platform and watching you take out his goons. Then when you pull him down from the ledge, he just swipes at you a few times before you pummel him into paste. Honestly though, I will say that despite this being a list about NAF boss battles, I absolutely love how Batman just cakes his hand in explosive gel and delivers the best punch in 20 years worth of video games. And number one, GLaDOS. Portal. One of the best written video game villains of all time is also one of the easiest final bosses. This comes as a bit of a disappointment, considering that you need to overcome some ingeniously designed and challenging puzzles to even get here in the first place. This battle, if you can call it that, requires you to pluck power cores off GLaDOS, then chuck them into an incinerator that seems to exist for this very purpose. The only way you can die is if the 6 minute timer runs out, but you'll probably be trying to prolong the battle just to listen to more dialogue, rather than being under any pressure to finish. As you remove GLaDOS's cause, her increasingly nonsensical dialogue is only more intriguing, and the strange comments coming from the cause themselves just make you want to stick around. The problem with this whole sequence is that it lacks the puzzle-solving brilliance that defines the rest of the game. Valve would go on to make amends in Portal 2, where the final fight uses way more of the game's mechanics, culminating in a super-memorable final sequence that this original could only dream of. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.